Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hi, my name is Mayor. I'm a grateful recovering lust addict from New York. My sobriety date is October 19th of 2017, coming up on seven months, and I'm extremely grateful for this period of sobriety that I have going for me right now by the grace of God. Um, I just want to begin that I chose not to prepare at all for this, and um, in the past, I've always prepared. Um, one of the things I'm working on is the trauma that I have around speaking in public. In the past, I've had moments where I freeze up and I forget what I want to say and I can't continue on. And um, that has led to me being very afraid of being a speaker at any occasion, and um, including this occasion right now. And um, I've had a significant amount of anxiety today leading up to this. But I decided I'm going to trust in my God and in myself. And I'm able to do this without preparation. And it's um, what I believe I need to do to heal from the trauma is learning to trust myself and I can do this. So I'll begin my story with um, my acting out started at around the age of 12. I grew up in a home where there was domestic violence. My dad was physically abusive. I lived in a lot of fear for my dad. A lot, a lot of fear. And I was really, really careful to be that really good boy who did everything right and never got into trouble. As much as I wanted to make trouble, as much as I wanted to do a lot of things that my parents didn't approve of. Some of them I did without them knowing. I was extremely careful that they wouldn't be able to find out. But so much I didn't do. One of those things related to sex addiction was that I that I I was brought up in a Orthodox religious Jewish religious home and we went to separate schools, boys and girls separate, and I uh, I always wanted a girlfriend, and I can look back now and I know that I believe that a girlfriend would have made me feel whole, made me feel loved and cherished, which I wasn't getting at home. Besides for the sexual aspect of it, and but my parents were very, very against that, and I knew that if I was caught having any interaction whatsoever, my father would not only beat me up and whip me with a belt, he'd probably also tell me that I'm no longer welcome in his home and tell me to leave. And that was as a little boy. You know, these fantasies started at 10, 11, 12. So I was terrified of it, and um, that's what kept me from going down that path. But otherwise, there's no doubt that my disease, my my inner rest 
discontentment, restlessness, and irritability definitely wanted me to find that that love. It's like my love addiction. So I got two more. So um, instead, what I ended up turning to was pornography, and I would find it in all sorts of interesting ways. In my house, we we didn't have uh, TV, we didn't have um, unrestricted internet. It was all filtered and monitored. And uh, so one of my ways of getting my drugs was to give me that sense of, of ease and comfort and calmness, which I didn't have because of how stressed out I was about my home life and my father. One of my drugs was through TV. I used TV in a very, I misused it and abused it, you know, seeking to get lust hits off of TV. And I would just flip, I would find a way to get onto some TV, and whether it was at home through a, a nanny that we had who had her own TV that I would sneak onto, or in other ways that I would come up with, or my friends. For me, Flipping through channels, just looking for even one last step in the span of an hour would be enough to keep me going. And I could do that for hours and hours and hours. And I, especially late night, I would get to see more of what I was craving. And I, I don't watch TV in order to watch TV. I watch TV in order to get my drugs. And these last steps. So for me, TV till today is a very big trigger and something I need to... I can't really do without someone else with me and without an objective of something very specific I want to watch. Otherwise, I've, I've had relapses where, I've, where it started with TV. And I know the moment I go onto TV, just flipping channel and do. So, but that, growing up, that was one of my main ways I found my drug. I had a friend who I would go to his house all the time because he had unrestricted access to internet, and that's why I started getting full pornography access, and we would do this together all the time for years. And um, as a result, I'd always be going to his house, and he would never be coming to my house, and I had to make excuses why I always wanted to go to his house, and he wouldn't come to my house. My parents had no idea what, what was going on, why I was there, and why I was always sleeping over as well. So we could do a lot more of this. And, um, so it's steadily, I, I was capable and I am capable of spending hours and hours at, in a row, one shot, um, looking at images um, on the internet or TV, whichever it is, and just spending hours and hours late into the night. When I was about 16 or 17, um, instead of being a rebellious kid, at least on the inside, even if outwardly I was behaving okay, um, I decided that I wanted to pursue a more spiritual, religious life. It started to appeal to me. I, I started to spend a lot of time in my Jewish studies and in um, ethical studies, moral studies, and um, practicing a lot more of the, of the rituals, the Jewish rituals. In other words, I was starting to become very intense in my, in my religion, and 
got very extreme. I started, I didn't know it at the time, but what was really going on was that I was looking for self-esteem. And my self-esteem was shattered by the way I grew up and damaged. And it wasn't the way human beings are naturally um, wired to feel normal, healthy self-esteem. For me, it got damaged along the way. And this new way that I came up with to make myself feel better, rather than pornography, I lost became I'm going to excel in my studies. I'm going to be extremely holy and above the world, superior to everyone around me in my school, and just be really, this really lofty spiritual person. And slowly but surely, I started cutting myself off from all worldly things. And that included food, sex, um, fun, fun activities, leisure, all these types of things. I, I basically shut off all my physical drives without consciously knowing what I was doing. I thought I was, I was overcoming and restraining myself in these areas. But really, I had flipped a switch inside that said I don't want to have any more of these physical drives. And I was able to stop my acting out without even trying to stop. It just happened by itself. Today I look back and I know it's like a sexual anorexia type of um, turnaround for me where I just shut off that physical drive. And because that, in my mind, was getting away of my spiritual pursuits that I decided is going to be my ticket to feeling good about myself. I thought I'm doing it for all the right reasons to connect with God and to follow my religion. And I went along doing this for about seven years, from 16 until about 23. During all those years, I had not acted out once. I had not looked at any images. I had no lust temptations whatsoever because I had shut down the drive. And the other thing that I did in order to be able to excel and be superior to all the people around me who had to struggle with physical drives and, and that side of being human, alongside the desire to grow spiritually, for me, it also shut off my emotional instinct. My love, my, my emotions for, for love, sadness, anger, hurt, etc. all these emotions, without my realizing, again, what I was doing, I shut it all off, and I stopped feeling any feelings. And that was another way where I could have full control over myself, always decide to do what I thought was right, and never have to deal with anything pulling me in another direction, whether it be emotions or, or physical drives of any sort. So I didn't have to battle any instincts to do anything other than God's will in my mind. So it was very easy, and I rose up to these really, really high levels of holiness and loftiness and... And, and diligence in my studies. And it reached the point where, like, the, the, the rabbis who, were, who I was studying under would, would, would claim that they wished they were like me. They were so impressed with it. And um, that made me feel like a million dollars. That was mission accomplished as far as feeling better about myself. And I really believed at that point in time I was superior to anyone out there in the world. The Jewish... Um, rabbis, I felt I was better than any of them, more advanced, more lofty, more spiritual, more holy, and above them all. 
And I was always, for these years, feeling like a million dollars. felt amazing. I had no issues with self-esteem because it was being fulfilled in this way. But then what happened was when I was 22, I got married. And all of a sudden, my world was crashing down. From the age of 22 and 23, a major change took place. And that's because I had no capacity to be in a relationship. And I had no idea of that before I entered the relationship. But I was somebody who had shut off my emotions and physical drive and no interest in sex even in a relationship. I would tell my, my wife at the time not to put on makeup, not to dress in a way that would be arousing for me. I didn't want to look at her when we were in bed together. I just wanted to do the act in order to do the act in order to have children, in order to give her what she's supposed to be getting, what my duty is as I thought. And that's how removed I was from any sexual desire and interest. But this slowly, within, not slowly, within a month or two after getting married, we have reached such a chaos in the relationship because of how how I was treating her and how removed I was from the world and couldn't live with another human being that she was almost ready to divorce me right right away. It was so bad. And so I went looking for help and I found somebody who I went to meet them and within 30 minutes of just talking about my life, they diagnosed me right away with low self-esteem and confidence and low self-confidence and said I need to go for therapy. And I trusted this person enough. Today is my spiritual mentor, my main rabbi that I have. And he was able to see right through me when all these other rabbis for years and years that I studied on it couldn't see what was going on. Thought that I was really this lofty, amazing person. And really, this man saw right through me right away. That there was something really, really wrong with me. The foundation was, was really broken. So I went for therapy, and I slowly came to realize how I shut off my physical drives and my emotions, and I began a very long process of starting to become human again and feel my, my feelings and feel my sex, my sex drive, my food drive, my fun drive, all these things, all human beings, the things that we had. Naturally, I have all the human instincts started to come back, slowly but surely. And as that started to happen, my sex addiction came back. Very slowly at first because I was afraid of it. And um, I would pull back and get all worried. And I'm falling back into that. But eventually it came back to full force. And comes back to full-time addiction. Right back to where I was when I was 16, where I left off. Seven years later, I was right back at it. At the same time, it was based on a good development that I was finally starting to get in touch with my real self where I was holding. And I was in therapy before I had any idea that I was an addict. At that point, I wasn't acting out my addiction. It wasn't noticeable. It wasn't my issue. But over time, it started to get real bad. But I was hiding the whole thing from my wife at the time. And she had no idea. For a bunch of years, this was going on. And... The, the main form of addiction was with pornography. Not so much TV at this stage, but more with pornography. With on a laptop, buying DVDs because my computer was monitored, was commonized, 
if she would get the reports and all that, so I would use DVDs as a way of hiding it from her. I would go in and buy DVDs, and she went around, and I had a whole way of doing it. And this was going on and on, and we had a lot of relational issues as much, and it was getting better and better over time, but we were still struggling a lot in this relationship. Eventually, she did catch me. And when she called me back in June of 2014, so we're going back about four years ago, she called me because she got in a smartphone. I never had a smartphone. I had a flip phone, and she got a smartphone. And the second day when she went to bed, I went up to her smartphone because that was a way of getting unrestricted internet. And I, and I went, I, I, I had that impulse of my addiction where I just had to have it. Once she was sleeping, I just had to start. And um, so I got, so she found out afterwards that I didn't delete everything. I'm, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't used to using a phone. So she busted me, and we went for therapy right away, and I had to share what was going on, and eventually I disclosed. And she was very broken by the whole thing. And that's where I found out about a mistake. The therapist told me about it, and I started to attend meetings, but I wasn't really a believer in the program right away. I felt like... I have my own way of dealing with things. I know better. I will find my own way out of this. I didn't like the idea of submitting myself to a program that's going to tell me what I need to do. And it was only about six months later when I went to a convention that I got really inspired to embrace the program. That was in November, three and a half years ago. And that's when I got my a sponsor for the first time with the willingness to listen to my sponsor. And I started working the steps, and I took numbers, started making phone calls, and I started to really take the program and start working it. And I was sober during this time for about a year until my ex-wife, she told me that she wants a divorce. But she didn't see enough improvement in my emotional well-being. And in my, she didn't care much about the fact that I was developing spiritually and finding God and building a relationship with God. She didn't really care that I was sober. It wasn't enough for her. She wanted a husband that she could connect with on an emotional level that was fulfilling her emotional needs. But I was still not capable of that. I was very, very damaged from those years that I spent blocking off my emotions completely. It was a very hard time with, with um, experiencing love. And for that reason, like, she felt there wasn't enough improvement. It wasn't moving quickly enough. And she asked for divorce. The moment that became my new reality that I was getting divorced, I, I had my first flip in recovery over a year into sobriety. And um, from that point on, I was a chronic relapser for almost two years. It was very, very hard in the beginning when, when the divorce happened. And my only way of coping with anything throughout my years, the way I've trained myself, is by turning to law. And as much as I had the program and everything, for some reason, and I was always working the program, I wasn't able to stay sober for a long period of time. And I would keep on falling back into the addiction. Today, till today, I don't know why that kept on happening, but it wasn't God's plan for me that I should maintain sobriety, despite doing my utmost 
and following the program that's suggested. And I believe today that, that for some reason, Bill W. says in, in Angela's season, for some reason God has, has plans for some that they have to trust this type of road where they realize. That's what he says in responding to someone like a slip. And we don't know why, he says. The only thing God asks us is, to, is that we try to be successful. He doesn't ask us to be successful, because that's in his name. Sobriety is really determined by God, and I have to believe that it's not up to me and my action. But my part is taking action, and that I was doing. But for whatever reason, throughout this process, I was always looking for ways of improving after each and every clip, and adding more and more things to my program, and fine tuning things, seeing what's working, what's not working. I was very scared of the spiritual side of the program because of the way I previously used spirituality as a way of finding self-esteem. I don't want to really get too spiritual. To get too into step three of turning my will my life over to God, that sounds scary to live that life of of like giving myself over to God again. I can't do that. But enough slip show me that I have no choice. And around that time I, I found myself starting to entertain the idea of getting prostitutes and getting into relationships for the purposes of romance and lust to fulfill my emotional needs. And I got really scared that I was starting to spiral and I was going to think deep and deep, deeper and deeper into this hole. So I decided at that point I'm going to go to rehab as a way of preventing and getting help before it's too late. And I went away to rehab that last summer, the summer before that, a year and a half ago. And I had a great experience. It helped me with a lot of my trauma and it taught me a lot. Not about how to stay sober because this program is what helps me to teach me how to stay sober. But I learned a lot about myself, and I got a lot of recovery work done. But when I came back, I, I had slipped four days later. Four days after, 45 days of rehab, I had a slip. And that's when I knew that I need to have spirituality in my life. The rehab didn't give me spirituality. But if I were to find somebody, I needed to find God. I needed to really connect with the spiritual side. of the program to my will and my life over to God. So I started to slowly go down that path. And started to have a little lengthier periods of sobriety, but still did not, was not able to maintain sobriety for another year. And but I kept on trying. I never left the program. I kept on coming back the next morning after acting out. After 12 hours watching porn the night before, I kept on attending meetings the next morning, trying, trying, trying. Being open and honest with everyone around me and working and working the, the steps, working, you know, in, therapy, whatever it was that I was doing for my recovery, I was always at it full force and making a lot of progress and changing. There was a lot of change happening in me. And um, to get to more current where I'm up to now, I, for whatever reason, I determined that on October 19th I would get sober and stay sober. I don't know why, but that would be my last act to and this time it was going to stick. I'm very, very grateful for that. The release is enormous. After two years of chronically relapsing and maintaining the hope and trying, keep on trying because I have full faith in this program. I really, really fully believe in the program. 
I want everything it has to offer. I like the spiritual side of it. I like the fact that we work on our inner, deeper issues, our character defects, our whatever the roots of our addiction are. And I just wanted this really badly. I like the fellowship. I like the connection I was building with all the people around me, the network I had. I like, I really love everything about the program. And now it's starting to stick. And everyday sobriety is a tremendous gift. And by the grace of God, I, within one month of this current period of sobriety, I was really starting to feel that freedom from love and not having any lust urges that were very powerful. There was a certain protection that I was feeling that I was getting from God. I felt protected. I felt taken care of. I felt safe. And, and in the rare occasion I, that I got a lust temptation, I was, easily, I was easily able to surrender it and it was taken away and I had an easy time moving on. And it's been that way ever since. And I've gone through two changes I would say that have taken place this time around. One of them is I got a sponsor two months in who didn't even know how, how long my period of sobriety was, but I had finished working in steps. I was working in an intensive program. I always have been. I've made a lot of progress in recovery, and he liked my hand. And he decided two months in. He had no idea. Two months into my sobriety, he decided he asked me to be my, if I could be a sponsor. And that really, I think, made a big difference in my getting that insurance from the flip, as the big book says, of being a sponsor. And I really am now up to three sponsors, and I really feel like it makes a huge difference in my program spending hours a day working with other people and learning so much in the process from them and being actively involved in the steps besides from my own sponsor right now but with this three sponsors. And um, the other thing is is that I one time read in a book someone was advised if they want to recover from drugs they got to go to the 12-step fellowship and deal with their feelings. And that's exactly what has been the, the main focus of my recovery in the last five months, is dealing with my feelings. I decided I was going to start, I realized I was repressing way too much of my childhood feelings, the rage, the rage and sadness of what happened to me in my childhood throughout the years, as well as my current way of dealing with my emotions that were coming up from present-day situations. And I wasn't handling them well. I was I was still in that mode of where I would repress and stuff my feelings. And it's become my mission now to, to get free from that, and it's slowly happening. I'm working it hard every day, journaling out my emotions, letting them out, and dealing with them. And I found that that is extremely helpful. And today, God is protecting me. Whatever I'm feeling, however much anger, sadness, whatever the intensity level my feelings are, I'm not running to, to act out. As a result of them, somehow I feel safe and protected. The urges to act out aren't coming up, and I'm spending my time dealing with these feelings. And, and it's been an amazing experience to regain that part of myself that I had lost in the years between 16 and 23. And I'm, I'm at a level where I'm able to finally um, experience them in a, in, a pretty normal, in a pretty normal way at this point. I'm working hard at it continuously. And I'm starting to date, whether or not I call, call the matchmaker for the first time today since I got divorced two and a half years ago. So that's a, this is the, be, the beginning of the chapter where I've reached a level of emotional and psychological well-being that I feel I'm ready to date. And I'm not going to screw up a marriage like I did the first time around. As well as being sober, which gives me the opportunity to be faithful 
because if I if I see myself acting out in a relationship or just asking for tremendous amounts of trouble and chaos and difficulty and harm done myself and the partner. So I don't want to go into a relationship unless I'm sure that I'm 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 not that person anymore, and, and acting out is not something that I'm likely to do ever again. So, just want to thank God publicly for bringing me to this point. It was unbelievable. It's all because of Him. This time He decided I'm going to get continuous sobriety, not just a week at a time or two or three weeks at a time. And it's so much better this way. I don't deal with the despair, the hopelessness, the frustration. The pain of that, the disgust I felt afterwards. I'm just, I'm, and I'm experiencing freedom from lust and tremendous progress in recovery. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and giving me this opportunity. And God bless you all.